what up guys? Welcome to Faded Town, the number one Pokemon podcast in the world. These are facts. If you don't know that already, I don't like you're not subscribed, you're not watching, so like what's your following here, guys? Like look that stuff up in a book, Google it, poke stats it, whatever you gotta do. Um, but we're number one guys. And uh as always, we're back on Fridays with our one on ones and we get the best guests. It's not it doesn't change. It's always the same, and this week's no different. We got the young gun coming up from seniors and just killing it. Um, Isaiah Bradner, dude, what's going on? What up, guys? Not much, just chilling. Glad to have the chance to be on the podcast today. Dude, I'm glad to have you. Um, kind of, kind of want to just jump into it. Um, sure. When did you start playing this game? Okay, so I started playing, I think it's like been three and a half years now. Uh, I started really? playing some of my, yeah, not not too long ago. Um, just like three and a half years, I think. No. Maybe maybe four and a half now? I, yeah, yeah, I think it might be four and a half, because I've been three years in teams. Okay, yeah, so four and a half years, actually. Wow. But Like, um, did you play any games before this? Or did you, like, how did you even pick up Pokemon cards? Yeah, so I had never played any games before this. I always loved, like, strategy games when I was a kid. There was always something uh, I really liked to do, but I had never uh, played any card games or anything like that. So some of my friends, actually, they they had some of the cards, and they were telling me how it was this cool game you could play with math and strategy. And, right, like, before this point, I always thought it was ridiculous. Like, why would you buy Pokemon cards? Like, they're so useless. Like, they look cute, but they're not going to do anything, right? Like, they didn't seem worth my time. But then once they taught me the game, I actually thought it was super cool, so... Went to my dad, I was like, hey, things would be a bunch of fun. Um, and then he was like, all right, son, you can get some cards. So I got some cards. Uh, and then from there, I just, I really liked the game, so I got more into it. I started playing LPTCGO. I started watching a lot of old videos. I watched the Nationals in 2015. It was one of the first videos that I watched. And uh, then I, I copied a deck pretty much from there, brought it to a cities. I had fun there. My dad took me to my first regionals in Philadelphia, I did pretty well at that tournament, and then from there I just kept going, and I got here. That's what's up, like, uh, cause you're what? How old are you right now? Eighteen? Uh, fifteen, actually. Fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what am I thinking? Eighteen. Um. So what? Are, what grade are you in? <laughs> uh, okay, so I was in tenth grade. Or I'm in tenth grade, I guess, but the years like canceled. So Correct. <laughs> whatever you want, whatever you want that to be. <laughs> what? Did, did you guys hear, like, what? where are you from right now? Uh, or where are you from? <laughs> where do you live? Uh, Virginia. Virginia. Because, like, I know some, like, Ohio or whatever is making everybody redo their school year. And yeah, like, I, <laughs> I actually have no idea how there. that's going to work. Let's just go to 11th. Let's move on, boys. <laughs> like, we ain't got time for this. But, yeah, with you being so young... It's really cool that like you took you went to your dad and he was just like, All right, let's go all in on this, you know. Did you like play sports and stuff before this or Yeah, so before this I played soccer in middle school for middle school and I used to play soccer a long time in uh for rec and then I actually did for a few years I did like drama, like being in plays. Okay. But I didn't I didn't really love that. It was fine. But um uh I focused on acad- I mean, I focus on academics a lot, anyways. But I I read a lot more during the school year than I get to now, just because of Pokemon. Yeah. So uh, that's probably what I said I did. I did some soccer, um, 
But other than that, I didn't really do a ton before Pokemon. That's cool. Because, like, usually, like, once you attach yourself to something, it's like, okay, let's, this is what he wants to do. Let's invest mm-hmm. in it, which is dope. Like, especially with the younger players, I, whenever I talk to them, I'm like, your parents, your, someone has to be very, like, supportive. Yeah. And, I mean, looking at um, your Limitless and, and knowing your past, I mean, it's a great decision because you go, you do a freaking monster. Um, For sure. When do, you, when do you realize that, okay, I'm pretty good at this game. Like, you go... <laughs> You go. You went. You said you went to what, Philadelphia Regionals, and then yeah. So uh, Philly was my first tournament. I got top four at Philly. Oh, so really? my first. <laughs> yeah, You're like first... I did pretty well. Top four, pretty good. <laughs> it was yeah. It was actually it was pretty crazy because at my first tournament, um, I hit, actually hit John Ang okay. in top eight. And so being a, a new senior, actually John was sort of an idol for me because he okay. I had seen him at some local tournaments. Um, I talked to him a bit. And I, I kind of looked up to him as he was a really top player who consistently did well and was really respected. So um, beating him in top eight there was kind of like, it was kind of surreal, you know? Like, I hit this player who I really looked up to, and then I was able to beat him in my first tournament back, or my first tournament in the game, sorry. And that was that was pretty crazy. But, um, yeah, my first four tournaments, I think, so were top four, top 16, second, and win. Uh, were my first four regional championships. So I started off <laughs> I started off on a real hot streak my first year. And I think that that actually that got me in a great spot because after I started off really well, then I got kind of got to, like, people knew my name, so I kind of got to talk to a lot more top seniors. And that let me, you know, uh, talking with them more and more got me better in the discussion. I got to play with better players. And I got to become better at the game. So right. I, I thought I was... Uh, decent at the game, you know, from the beginning. I thought it had potentially be really good, put a lot of time into it. But I think that um, one of the things that helped me become a lot better was at the start of my second year, Alex Hill, uh, I talked to him at Europe, and he, he reached out to me and my dad, and he said he'd love to, to play with me. So he became kind of a mentor to me. We talked a ton throughout the, my second year playing. I would play with him a lot. We would discuss decks a lot. So... Me and him talked a lot, and I think that that really helped me get better at the game. He would, uh, it was kind of like coaching. Um, I never paid him anything, but, but still. it was kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, he, he um, uh, really helped me become a better player, so I have a lot to thank him in that regard. And then from there, that was kind of my second year playing. I talked with him, continued to do pretty well at events. I was top 16 seniors. I um, top cut ICs in different places, and then won Memphis Regionals, but my biggest performance that year was uh, NAIC. I finished second with Buzzwool. And NAIC has always been kind of a, a dream for me, even from there, right? Like, that's the biggest tournament of the year. It has a ton of prestige. There's a lots of ar- there's lots of arguments on whether NAIC or Worlds are harder to win. Um, obviously, different divisions, but... Yeah, I mean, that's always going <laughs> to be a thing with you. It's like... Yeah, I, I, But it's just another, <laughs> like... But I'm not... Yeah, so that was kind of a crazy experience getting second there and then going into Worlds um, with that kind of hype, especially because at the end of my second year, I got sponsored by ARG. I won the ARG's Invitational event and then got sponsored, which um, also got my name out there a lot. People knew that I was one of the top seniors, which was which is great. And then going into my third year, I think, is where I really became... Alex helped me a lot, but I became probably 
yeah, I became a lot better. Obviously, you get better every year, right? That's yeah, what you should do as a player. So, yeah, I became better in my third year, of course. This is where me and my one of my best friends, Rowan Steve, now, we actually started pretty much dominating the division. We worked together. We started working together at Portland of last year, and we worked together throughout the rest of the year. And me and him, um, and then Lucas Zing worked with us as well. Us three, we formed a trio, and we would test a lot. We'd meet up at events. We'd pretty much play the same deck for almost every event. And we started really crushing uh, the senior division. One thing that me and Rowan would do, and this is what I tell all the seniors, in Masters, you want to play the best deck for the field. But the biggest thing in seniors is you should be able to meta other seniors, right? Because it's such a small field, True. and you're almost always going to hit the top players, right? The same players at the top at every event. Mm -hmm. So we would look at it, and we'd be like, okay, what do we think X person's going to play? What do we think X person's going to play? What do we know that barely anyone in seniors is going to play? And then we would make our deck decision largely based off that. So we would try to meta all the events as opposed to just finding the strongest deck, if that makes any sense. Yeah, that does. Like um, We talk about that a lot. Most of the people I have on here are, are masters, but mm -hmm. um, when, when they age up, I always ask that question. Like, what, what's the biggest difference you feel like going into it? And that makes a lot of sense where the, your field is a lot smaller. What are you pushing? Mm -hmm. Pushing like eighty, a hundred people every every time. Yeah, it's pretty small. But I mean, we still we still take this. But yeah, uh, the, the, I mean, it feel I feel like you you hooked up with those two people and you guys um, figured out the right way to, to take that seniors. You're yeah, like, yeah. Okay, this is the formula, and uh, we, yeah, we we <laughs> this are the winning. <laughs> this is how we win. That's dope. Yep, it, it works pretty well. And another thing was like keeping with that formula. We tried to. Well, we didn't do this on purpose, but one thing that we did was we we kind of did. We tried to switch up our decks pretty frequently, so we barely – I don't know – I think I'm, we maybe repeated one deck last year. We tried to switch it up every event so that if people tried to metaphor it, then we'd be playing something completely different, which, which really brought a yeah, surprise factor. So ending the end of the year was another really big step. I started talking with Michael Catron and John Ng a lot. We have been great friends for – a while, but they started becoming two of my primary testing partners, along with Rowan and Lucas. And I think that this is one thing that really contributed to my success that I've had this year in Masters, that I connected with other Masters so quick. So whenever you age up, usually seniors keep talking with other seniors that have just aged up. It's kind of the clique they stay with. And that's great. You know, I love all my senior friends. But when you're aging up in Masters, it's a whole other different level, right? You want to be with people who have the experience and who have been been in this situation before. So I started testing with John Ng and Michael Catron a lot. I stayed with them two and Joey Rudiger for the week before NAIC at Origins. So had a ton of fun there. Uh, as well as as well as that, I also hung out at the Airbnb where a ton of my uh, good friends are staying. There was international players, Stefan Ivanov, Burt Walters, Henry Brand, uh, Joao, Pedro or some of the the international players that were there, and then a bunch of my good friends, Will Jenkins, Justin McCarr was there, Gary Manley, Justin Kulas, Rahul Reddy. So it was just a huge kind of testing hub where I would go pretty much for the last week of Origins. So what we did was we stayed for NASC two weeks. We stayed the first week at the Origins Airbnb, or at the, at the Airbnb, and then we went to Origins, did the special event, did all the League Cups, because a bunch of us had a problem. We didn't have any League Cups in our local area, so we had to go there to get them. And then... After Origins, there was only one break between there and NAIC. So instead of taking a flight back, I just stayed there with, with the guys and hung out, really tested a lot that week. So 
Um, that was where I really made a connection with some of those guys, and uh, that obviously turned out well. Me and Stefan both won NASC yeah. with the, the Thor Dugong Checkmate deck, so that was pretty surreal. Um, just putting so much, so much. Oh, and Roman also got top four at the same deck, so yeah. tons of success. We, you know, putting all that time into it, trying to find the perfect sixty, and then really finding a deck that could do something like that. That was right. that was really great, and that kind of connected into Worlds. I connected with some of those same people at Worlds. Uh, Justin McCurry, Will Jenkins in particular, and Justin Kulos. I really tested with them a lot at Worlds, and that kind of came into this year. They've been pretty much a part of my main testing group, uh, along with a few others who have kept going this year. So that has been really great, just being connected with Masters so fast, I think is probably the biggest thing, like I mentioned earlier. Um, just having a lot of connections where you have people you can test with, you have people you can theory on with to try to find the, the best decks. And then... Along with that, I've still stayed connected with the international people that I stay with at Airbnb. I talk with them before internationals. We've met up on a few occasions. So I think that that was, that was one of the biggest things for me in my transition to Masters was actually that week at Origins where I was able to see everyone and talk to everyone. So looking back, that was a, a pretty great decision to stay there, and obviously it paid off again with an NAIC win. So yeah, it's as you said... Go ahead, sorry. No, no, you're fine. Um, all I was saying is like when you... When you when you look back at that week, which obviously was a big week for you, you, uh, you, it's crazy because like the same thing kind of happened with me, but obviously like I didn't win the tournament. But I when yeah. you, when you like I stayed in the room with Raul and Sam Chen and all them, and it's like mm-hmm. the type of testing that happens in that environment is like tenfolds. Like it's so yeah. much different. It's not. It's like a whole different experience. You're like. Uh, I I, you, I might have played like four or five games, you know. Like I was like, those four or five games were a hundred times better than any testing I've ever done. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. It, just, it does not matter. Like, like I, <laughs> I remember sitting in the room and there's like freaking Justin McCarty, uh, Sam Chen, everyone mm-hmm. like rule. Everyone's watching two people yeah. play uh, this matchup of Baby Blounds because. All those idiots jumped on the baby plans. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. But we, we just, there's just two of us, and you're just watching everyone just diagnose how this deck works. And it's like, oh, this this is how you learn how to play the game. Like, mm-hmm. like it's crazy. Like, the mindset is so much different from, like, just testing. Especially if, like, you're not, like, a high-level player and you're you're just testing with your locals and stuff. It's like... If you ever get yourself in a situation where you can test with people like this and see how it's done, it's like, it'll blow your mind. It'll blow your mind. Yeah. You're like, oh, what have I been doing for, like, the last year? Like, this is how you test. Like, because it's crazy. And, like, it, it all comes, like, networking is great. Like, the same way you it helps you get so much better the way you're talking about it like obviously it takes a little bit you got to you got to do well on your own pretty much to get people yeah. to respect you you know mm-hmm. which it's doable like it's doable to do well you know i mean yeah, I, yeah. i've done well before and it's like i'm promise you guys if you're listening to this and you're like i'm never going to be able to test with great players you know what sometimes a tournament just works out for you, okay? Just keep your head strong, play as much as you can, and eventually. But to be at the level, like, like, friggin' Isaiah and these people, it's like, they, they find, you guys find this formula, you know? Where you guys, especially, especially now, in today's age 
of playing it, it's become like little pockets of people working together and doing really well. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think it all stems from like DGG and I've talked about it a lot. And I think they, they came up with the formula of like, Hey, this is how we're going to do really well at tournaments. And yeah. I think even though this year is completely canceled, which sucks, but I think this year was by far the best year of Pokemon that I've participated in. And it's been like three or four years because you have a lot less individuals and a lot more of high level play where you get you guys, when you got like at that, you guys played the dust Nord thing. Yeah. You guys went off, you know, boom, boom, boom. And then you have like team gas and whatever. They're they're yeah. yeah. And, and I think they're, they're with a uh, cutter tap or whatever. And they're mm-hmm. rocking, they're doing their thing. And it's like, boom, you still have DDG, which is like, no matter what, who cares, whatever team they're on, those six yeah. players are DDG. Yes, it's DDG. They're always coming in hot. So, like, you, it's just, it's such a good time to be, like, a fan or, like, just be in the game, period, because these groups are just be- becoming monsters. You stop seeing this one domination, and you see, like, oh, this is how you're supposed to play the game. You're supposed to get six great minds come up with something busted, bring it to a tournament and go, okay, yeah. let's see who came, what group came up with the best deck. Exactly. And it's, yep. it's dope. And like the way, the way you did it in seniors, obviously it was a little different. Well, it wasn't really different. You just came up, you got three people and you guys figured out that formula. You're like, yeah, we're gonna, and, and switching up your decks is crazy because like, if you look at masters and if you go through like top master players, some of them play the same deck throughout the entire year. And they'll live mm-hmm. and die on that. Like, yes, I picked Pikaram. I've learned Pikaram. I played it <laughs> until it ended. And, like, they have great seasons. Um, mm-hmm. But, obviously, you felt in um, seniors, like, oh, no, this formula I got going, I, I got to switch it up because they, <laughs> they might catch on to it, you know, which is just yeah. fucking out, outplaying them. Um, but when I when I look at your, your – because this is your first season in Masters, right? It is, yes. So you jump in your first regional of Masters, you get third. Yeah, you <laughs> it is, yeah I'm third. Really top four again. Yes. That's insane, dude. Like it was, it was crazy. It was, it was pretty. It was amazing. Not gonna uh, lie, it was a great experience. So right. So uh, I, I know. What are you a uh, five-time regional champ in seniors? Yep, five-time in seniors. Five-time in seniors. So like, obviously, being on stream and and winning events is. You're, it's kind of, you're used to it, kind of. Um, yeah, well, one funny thing is, I've actually, I've not been streamed at all this year, so. Really? It's, yeah, it's kind of my fault, because I've played a lot of Control and Dusknor, and they don't want to put those That's on stream, true. right? So, at the regionals, and I'm doing really well, like, with Pidgey, Dusknor, and the Zoro Control deck, they all were avoiding shaming, because my deck was wow. not one that they wanted on stream at all, right? So, <laughs> that, that's actually my fault, but. Yeah, I feel pretty. I actually enjoy being on screen. I feel pretty comfortable. That's good. Like, and especially like you've been in the situations where you're in a top eight. You know, um, mm-hmm. this isn't it. Like well, I talked to a lot of people that's like they've made like two top eights or whatever, and it's like mm-hmm. okay, I, I made this top eight. I'm happy to be here. But like, I feel like you're an aged up senior. That's like you know, what? top eight isn't good enough. You know, I know once I exactly. get to top eight, I can win this tournament. And, like, having that mindset coming into Masters is, like, I think it's such a big advantage. 
Um, because like I just had Will Jenkins on, I think he's got his two like top aids like this season or something, and like his yep. first one was like, okay, I'm happy to be here, but I think it takes that first one where you're like, oh, okay, this is cool, but. When you get to the second one, it's like, okay, now I can win. And, like, with, yeah. you, with you with five regionals, you're jumping straight into Masters <laughs> going, what up, guys? What up? Yeah, you want more. You know, you yeah. don't just want that top eight. Like, that's the first threshold. But then once you get there, you got to keep keep looking forward. You know, that can be the goal. Um, right. That's one thing that I kind of – that I talk about – or that I've talked about a lot with a bunch of different players is that um, kind of going off your idea of, you know, being happy with top eight, it's like – Going into tournaments, a lot of times, there there are two types of decks you can play. You can play the safe deck, or you can play the riskier deck, right? Mm-hmm. And there's the safe deck that is almost always going to guarantee you a day two, guarantee you a 32. Or you have the deck that you think is better, but is riskier, right? You might not... You have a chance to do really bad, but you also have a chance to, to go and win the tournament. So I think that's one factor. I always I always like to pick the deck that has a better chance at winning the tournament. I... I always feel like if you, you go in with the mindset, I just want to get top 32 to secure my stipend or whatever. That always just doesn't make sense to me, right? Like, why would you go to a tournament and then be happy with a mediocre finish, right? You want to be playing for the championship. You want to be putting it all on the line. You don't just want to be playing a safe pick. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think for you, for you, like, I agree. I agree 100% with you because you're going to get your points. Like, that, mm-hmm. like. You already know going into the season you're going to get your points, you know. Um, so yeah, you want to win the tournament, and like I think I talked to Justin about this on the on the thing. It's like yeah, he, he agrees. You, yeah, he agrees because like you not and, and I think Will even chimed in on this when it comes down to like meta. When you're thinking about meta, like your average player should meta forecast for the the field. Like okay, how do I mm-hmm. beat the field? Where like People that are at your level and, and Justin's and Will's, you always have, keep in the back of your mind, like, okay, what is DDG going to play? Because yep. if you're going to win the tournament, you have to beat them. And, mm-hmm. like, that that's great. I think, like, that's when you're when you get to a certain level, like, yes, you should be there. But, like, for people like me and, like, your average player, it's like that, that, that pick that's average that you think, okay, I'll get day two with. Yeah, if you're someone that, you know, if that's, um, uh, and that's not talking about people no, who do that, right? If you're someone no. who, who, like, wants the day two, exactly. and that's, like, what you're going for, then you can go for that, mm-hmm. go for that deck. If you're someone who actually like, needs the points for a world, then, of exactly. course, go with the safer pick. I was talking on, um, if there are some top players who actually have the mindset that are, like, really? I'm just going to take my points, hmm. go for the stipend, um, and then uh, try to secure that. Yes, and, I, I and, agree with you on that. Then, like, if you are in this upper upper echelon of players, and you're going the safe route, hmm, 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 I don't know about you, man. Maybe, maybe, maybe don't come on my podcast, please. <laughs> but like, oh, that's super safe. I don't know. I think I think being the way you're doing, it, I think that's right. Like, and like, if you look at your results. Um, how many regionals have been? Have you placed at every regional? One, two, three, four. There's been five. Yeah, so I've been to six, I think. I've six. been to six regionals. Day two, five, and 64, the other one. Okay. So, so yeah. I've been... You've topped 32, five, at least. Oh, yeah, at least. At, at, least, at least top 32. 
<laughs> yeah, I got top eight at two of them. I yeah. so close to the others, but you know what can you do? And then I got top one twenty eight at Melbourne, Australia this year. That's sick. So you get so you get third at, hmm. at Atlantic. Like that puts you on like the super radar now, right? You go yeah. Like sure, I'm sure everyone knew you. You're a five time regional champ in seniors. They know okay, he's coming up. But like to be honest, a lot of seniors have done well and come up. It's like okay, mm-hmm. and that the, their first year is it's it's okay. It's usually not this. This is pretty good, yeah. dude. I'm not like I'm, this is. It's really your story is very crazy to be honest for someone that never played a card game. Like get this get get this in your head, guys. Never played a card game. Picks up these cards. The one first tournament gets top four seniors, and then just kills it for the next three years. Gets first. It gets top three at his first Masters tournament. Like, what, what, it, like, obviously, like, what do you think the, was it just luck? Was it like, or did you feel like when you started playing the game, like, you're just, you're just really smart. You're like, I understand how this game works. And like, um. Yeah, so, like, I, I think that it's, um, it's a mix of things. Obviously, you have to get lucky to correct. be able to do all an event, right? You have to have some luck, some luck to do all any event. <laughs> but I think that one big part of it is this is something that I've always preached when they ask me like how and NASC they ask me this kind of the same question like what would you tell people who want to do what you do and my answer to this question has always been that I always I try to play a lot of Pokemon right during the Pokemon season I try to play as much as I can I'll get home from school get my homework done as fast as possible and then I'll just play Pokemon for as long as I can and I think that that's one big thing that's one reason I did well at AC right I just played a lot of Pokemon. I felt super prepared for the event. And then uh, another thing, kind of like I said, surrounding myself with the good people, yes. the Mali, or the Mewtwo Jirachi deck that I played, it was actually Keanu Mini's idea. He was like, well, Jirachi's so good in every other deck. Why is there no Jirachi in Mewtwo? And so he was the first one that gave us that idea. We tried out the Jirachi in it. We liked it a lot. Um, and then also with that, Justin was, me and Justin stayed up super late Friday night playing the Mewtwo deck. I had played zero games with it prior to that event. So coming in, I had played like five maybe the night before. <laughs> that um, made changes, and I was like, I think this is the best deck for the event. I'm just going to roll with this. And the list obviously wasn't perfect. There were a few cards uh, that were missing, but I mean, it did what it needed to do. And I think that I think it was a pretty good list for that event. So I think that uh, just having the people around me that could get me the list and then the people that testing would be the night before to find the deck that I wanted to play was one thing, and then just being prepared, playing a lot of Pokemon in general, I think that that's one big thing. No matter what the format is, as long as you play Pokemon, I think that that gets you really familiar with the game. And then another thing that I'm really big on that a lot of people, or almost everyone hasn't done, is I, I love watching old Pokemon stream games. Okay. I've watched uh, every Pokemon stream game, official Pokemon stream game, up to Oceana of, of last year. So I'm, I'm going to try to catch up. I have this huge quarantine. I'll try to watch all the rest of the stream games. But I just love watching it. It gets you more game knowledge in general. It's always good to just see the game played. You can see cool interactions, and it can kind of, uh, like in comeback games, you can, I guess, look at the game by a different way, which I think is kind of interesting. Um, yeah, so I just think that surrounding myself with it, and then obviously I think I'm a pretty good player. Um, so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> having... Having a, a good deck and then just being confident, you know, that I, I could do well. 
right. definitely helped me I think take down that top Confidence is huge. I think a lot of people, um, it, ta- it takes a big victory, which, like, I mean, you started fucking out the gates on fire, so it's like, yeah, like it does take a little bit. Like, if you, as a, a player that's coming up, like you get that victory over someone that you recognize, so it's like, okay, I can compete. Like, yeah, like as, as someone who did well at Portland last year, I got third. It was like yeah. it, t- it took. Well, I got twelfth at one point before that, but like that third, <laughs> that third really, it's like. I don't know. I guess the twelfth actually is different because I played people like Keon and 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 Kenny Britton and all them, and being yeah. able to beat them, it's like, oh, I I can compete. Like, you, it's hard when you start with this mindset of like, oh, that is Kenny Britton. I I know who that is. He's really good. Like, when you go into a game thinking something like that, you're already mm-hmm. behind. You're already behind, and it's like that little hump yeah. of doing well against them and then realizing, oh, I'm good at this game and start having confidence going into every match really mm-hmm. changes everything. Yeah. And I kind of want to sure. touch on, like, the the film that you're talking about because you don't hear that a lot. Um, as someone who comes from, like, I played baseball my entire life and, like, mm-hmm. f- watching film on, like, how you do something is so critical. Like, just just being able to, to have someone, like, film you hitting and then you then you can look back at it and go, oh, make adjustments. Like, I, I, I did the same thing in my top, when I got to third at, at Portland, I go back and watch that, that uh, stream match, and I'm like, dang, like, how many mistakes did I make? Like, mm-hmm. I could have won this game. I played, that was super risky, and, like, I don't think a lot of people talk about that. I think it's really cool that you watch these old matches, and not just yourself, because, like, obviously, you're watching every match, so you can look at, yeah. like, and I would say almost like eighty percent of matches that are streamed are streamed with really talented players. So, so, so you can look at these matches and go, "Oh, I know the outcomes," and like this is what he had in his hand. It's like, okay, his mindset was off here. Boom, boom. Like that's, I think that's really cool. Like, thank you. Yeah, like because like people don't ever talk about watching, taking in like streams, um, but. I, when I did it, it was like, oh, I've learned so much from re-watching my gameplay. Like, when I wa- mm-hmm. when I got top three, I was like, damn, I'm a monster. Then I rewatch mm-hmm. it, I'm like, damn, who, how did I even win? Like, what was I doing? Dude. I'm like, holy God, I'm so lucky that he didn't, he missed that one card. If he hits that one card, I just lose. It's like, you know, yeah. I had no clue. I take those. Like, like, watching it, like, but basically 2020, like, seeing it from the outside is just so much bigger. Um, yeah. So, so you get, it's crazy. The story is crazy. Like, if you're listening to this, the story is nutty. Because you go from nothing to, now you have this testing group. And, like, I, would, I assume, are you, like, in the lab, right? At this point? Yeah, yeah. Me, so, Justin McCarry, Will Jenkins, Keon, Kenny, Kulas. Yeah. So now you have this, this like, you go from nothing, now you're in this fucking monster lab, and, mm-hmm. like, your results are insane. You go third, and yep. who'd you face in top three in this? Let me see. Uh, Azul, I lost to Azul. You lost to Azul. It was close, okay. I lost, yes. Yes. And, and then you get 
Is this the second regional of the year, Knox, Knoxville? You get another yeah, Knoxville second regional of the year. That's fucking nutty. So you go back to back, first first two master regionals, top eights. Like, yeah, I don't think you can do. I mean, uh, and, and, I mean, you could win, but other right. than that, like, I don't think you could do better. Like at this point, like it, you're sitting at in your top eight seat at, at Knoxville. Like, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts? Um, Comparing masters to seniors, like because it kind of looks like you were like, oh, there ain't much different. I, I dominate <laughs> seniors, and I'm here, boys. I'm dominant. You guys are trash too. Like <laughs> I got this. Yeah. So I think that one big thing is uh, when people transition to masters. Um, I think it's honestly some people have said this. I don't think there's that big of a difference. Okay. Uh, so it's really interesting. Player wise, you're gonna have that. So the good players in Masters are definitely better than the good players in Seniors, right? Like, you're going to have good senior players, but you're not going to have the top-level players that you have in the Masters division. But I think that the ratio of good seniors to, like, I guess better seniors to better Masters is about the same. Okay. So you might have – so the percentage is about the same, but there's so many more Masters that while there's better players, there's also better – not as good. Players. Like, There's a larger players. group yeah, of it, shitty players. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? So, so when you go into a regionals, um, at, like, you're going to hit people that don't know what they're doing. Like, they're not going to be in the top the top percentage of players. And you, you always see, you know, people hit all the – they're like, I aged up, I hit all these good players. But I actually don't think that that's super true. You're, you always have this category of players who is about the same amount. Like I said, it's probably actually more – because there's just so many players in a Masters event. I agree. There's more players that aren't going to make the optimal plays than in seniors. So in that regard, I actually don't think it's different. I think that the majority of your opponents are going to be uh, maybe a little better than your seniors' opponents are going to be, but they aren't going to be uh, that much better. The average master is that much better than the average senior, I would say. So I don't think that that's a, a huge difference. But I actually, probably when I was seeing them for top eight, I was, I was really relieved, obviously, because I had bubbled in which was great. Um, and then I think I was really, like, I was thankful. I think that was one big thing okay. because I had gotten put, you know, I had gotten put in a situation where I could do what I do. Um, I had, like I said, the group contributes a lot. Right. And so I was, it was kind of that second top eight. You know, you have the first one where it's like, oh, I got there. It could be lucky. But when you get that second top eight, you're like, I could really be, you know, a contender this year. I can actually do this, make a good push to be be a top player. So I think that that's what I was kind of thinking during the second top eight. I was like, you know, we got this. Let's try to take this regionals down. Um, but obviously, you know, I want to be on everyone's radar now, and let's hope we can continue the success the rest of it. Like, looking at this, I mean, looking at your story, hearing your story, listening to this, it's like, mm-hmm. if you keep up this pace, you keep this testing group, you... Yeah, I mean, obviously, some players are going to stop playing. Like, a lot of these right. players are older. But, I mean, you're young. You're 15. Um, yeah. I, I don't know what your plans are, how long you're going to play. But if you keep this run up, the way it looks, like, you could, I mean, you could easily go for the greatest player ever. Like, the like it. out of everyone I've had on here from, like, John Ng to Will Jenkins to everyone, it's like, they're all younger, but you're really young. I mean, you're 15, and the success you're having is really unprecedented. Like, it's it's insane. So, like, 
uh, being so young, it's just like, what, what, what does this future look like? Like, yeah, could, <laughs> like top eight, top eight. It's like there's people that have played this game that are very great players, like very great yeah. players that have played this game for ten years and never got top four. Mm-hmm. And you come right off the bat, get the top four. You go to your second one, top eight. And the consistency here, which, I mean, at the end of the day, you have a great testing group and you guys work together mm-hmm. and you guys do well. But, you can, I mean, you earned that. Like, it wasn't like these people don't just add anyone to their group. Like, let me be real. I've tried. You know, I'm trying to get in there. <laughs> but I'm just saying, you don't just get in there. You have to do well. You earned it. You get, and now sure. you've. And, like, I'm sure they see you as an asset. You're not just, let me get your list, kid. You're not just, let me get your list, kid. So, like, being thankful is great, you know? But at the end of the day, you earned it, and you're you're putting in the work. And, like, it's insane. Thank you, Zach. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. One thing I really do want to touch on is is this um, regional in Collinsville. Which I th- yeah. I think you missed winning that regional by one game. Am I wrong here? If no. you if you beat Joe Rudiger, I think you make top eight. Justin bowls out, and then you win the whole thing. Yep. Yeah. That was, <laughs> it was it was so unfortunate. Yeah, I started. So this tournament was actually pretty crazy. Um, I started off uh, round one. I had a turbo dark. I draw terrible. Get Ooh. smoked, and I was like. All right, this is unfortunate. Everybody else won, right? Okay. I'm like, all right, I'm the only one who got the loss round one. That's fine. We can we can rebound. Round two, I had a really favorable matchup. It was Ridge Rock Stall. Um, game one, I'm cruising, destroying this guy. But uh, as I'm destroying him, he goes one turn greens for Reg or for Hoopa Stealthy Hood, and our list doesn't play Blower, right? Oh. And so I, I had popped on my melodics, and so I just lost to St- Hoopa Stealth. Hood because I had my muck, but it couldn't do anything. So then I lose game one, win game two, we tie. And at this point, I'm I was really tilted after that game because I was like, you know, I'm 0-1-1. I couldn't even beat this really favorable matchup. Like, how am I gonna come back into this? Right. And then I won the next round. Kind of got recouped at lunch. Everybody else was doing well, so I knew the deck was obviously good. I knew that I could still make a run for it. And then uh, after that 0-1-1 start, I went 9-0-1. The next eight, ten rounds. Uh, so I was nine one two. I had two winnings for top eight. Uh, barely lost to Mahone in game three, and then also lost to Joey Rudiger. Yeah, in game three, I won both of those. Went to game three, so I had a game in one of the both of those. But then, yeah, I ended up losing both of those, just barely missing the top eight. Which, like you said, that was just being so close to possibly you know winning the event. I would have bubbled in over Justin. I felt really confident with the deck going into day two. Um, I actually felt decently confident that I would top eight. You know, I felt like I had really good matchups all around. I was feeling like the deck was rolling really well, so I was super confident there. And then just being so close again, but but missing, it was it was quite unfortunate. But I was glad that obviously Justin was able to take it down with the deck, right. so showed the respect of it. Yeah, it's it's like I I was I was in a group chat with Pokestats talking about that matchup or or that that tournament. I'm like. Mm-hmm. I'm like, they're like, oh, Justin's Justin's uh, his uh, resistance is bad, dude. He's not, he's gonna bubble <laughs> And I'm like, hmm, what if 
if what what if Rudiger beats uh Jim? I think Rudiger's resistance ain't very great. And then, yeah. and then he did it, and I'm like, I think Justin's getting in here, guys. And they're like, nah, Rudiger's got it. And I'm like, okay. And then, uh, well, we want, well, well, obviously the streams are really shitty now for TCG, so so we, yeah, got, to, but... we got to watch Justin make his whole trip up there. So, <laughs> so he goes and wins the whole thing, and then I look back, and I'm like, if Isaiah wins the, wins that Rudiger matchup, I think we, we have a fucking different champion, boys. Yeah. And they're like, yep. yeah. Maybe I mean the will. It would have came <laughs> down to the will matchup, which, it yeah, it had which was the same hard. thing. But mm-hmm. it's pretty nutty. Like that would have put if you, if you do that, like that puts you in some crazy status. This year. Yeah, that would have been crazy. Yeah. I would have but, obviously like, been amazing on the topic, but cannot complain at all. Yeah, right. With Justin winning, you're like that's your testing partner. He's a, yeah. two champ, two wins for him. Yeah, I mm-hmm. mean like it's. At the, at the end of the day, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm sure I'll talk to Tate and get stats, but we should definitely get stats on like the finishes uh, with you, the lab, DG, uh, and the other groups. Like because like on paper, if you look at your guys' finishes, it's crazy. Justin's got two yeah. victories. Will's having a tremendous season. Your season's insane. Um, it so sucks. Like when I talk about this stuff, it sucks because like. It's over, you know. Like, yeah, it, it does. Yeah. You know, can't can't see what would happen the rest of the season. Right. Can't see what would happen at at Worlds. But you do know, you, I'm glad that I'm. Uh, go ahead, sorry. No, no, I was I was just gonna say, do you? I was gonna say, do you feel like it's a meta for you? Do you think, or well, it's hard to say that because like the more I look at your decks, it's like it doesn't matter what what the format is. You're playing. You have like five different decks. It's yeah. I, I had I had a whole range of different stuff on there. Yeah. Um, my, I personally, I really love playing, or I like playing control decks a lot, right? Uh, I top 80 with Pidgey. I felt super, I felt like my list was really good there. I feel like the deck that I played for Richmond, I feel, I think it's the most broken deck I've ever played. I feel like my <laughs> list was super good there. I love that deck, the Zoro uh, handlock thing. So, yeah, um, that was such a broken deck. But I think that those two, uh, that's probably my favorite play style. I think that control has a way to, to dominate. I also in Australia I played Shed Ninja, actually. Oh, did you? Um, which was no one's, <laughs> yeah, no one's done anything with that. Um, unfortunately, hit some bad matchups there, but I still managed to get points, which was fine. So, but then also you can look on there. Like I have a top four with Mew Mew. I have a placement with Seismitoad Giratina, which is a really weird deck. I, I yeah. guess that's probably mid range. Um, I have a um, Trevnor obviously on there. So there's a ton of different stuff on there. Uh, I think that. I probably would have been able to find something I like in the new meta. Honestly, I have not done anything. As soon as I saw that some of the tournaments were canceled, I kind of, um, you know, I kind of was like, I think everything's going to be canceled. It's just going to get worse from here, right? Like, if they're canceling it now when it's kind of mild, right, Right. then it's probably not going to get any better from here. And going with that, they ended up canceling the rest of the season. So I haven't put any effort into, into testing the new format at all. Or even, I've read the new cards, so I know what some of them do, but... I'm not like super familiar with them. If that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. I think I think everyone's kind of on that page. I mean, I'm sure there's some people that are like, I mean, going all in. I mean, we'll have online tournaments, which I don't know. I'm not the biggest yeah. fan of. I hate it. I think the online client's garbage. And yeah, it's not amazing. Like, and the uh, the limitless tournament this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out for that. everyone should go and play that tournament if you want to. Right. Um, it's great for them. They're doing it for the community, but. 
for me, I'm not personally going to plan it just because it's so much time, right? Like, I have to wake up somewhat early at 8 a.m., and then I think it's going to be – I've heard a different amounts of rounds, but it's going to be a ton of, of single rounds. And with so many players, I hope Limitless can run it well, but I think it's going to be crazy hard for them to, to run it efficiently. And so I'm, I'm just – I don't want to spend an entire weekend doing that when I could be out hanging with my family, you know, uh, calling my friends – Doing yeah. stuff like that, right? So, <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> exactly. I don't yeah, anything know. except for. I think the tournament. I think the tournament idea. I think it's really cool. I think it's like it gives people an opportunity to play Pokemon that haven't played Pokemon. But yeah. at the end of the day, it's it's actually a crazy feat to like try to run a tournament it and is. like. Yeah. Yes, I'd be very impressed we'll with them if they can do it. We'll see. So. I think. I mean, I think they'll be able to pull it off. I th- I don't know, and that's how many people are actually playing in it. There's no cap. I'm I- like. I, yeah, I've heard that it's around 700 people. Oh, my God. Right now. <laughs> and that, that is a crazy high amount to coordinate. Yeah, so. and, like, when I when I looked at it or something, it was, like, I forget. Someone was explaining it to me, like, 25-minute, like, if you don't submit your list, it's your game loss. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. God, this is nutty because. Like, <laughs> but, I mean, I guess they, they got to have it strict to be able to work it all right. So. Yeah. Plus, like, like PTCDO matches are, like, more than 25 minutes. Like, I could just... Mm-hmm. That could be Actually, bad. That's going to be interesting for sure. <laughs> like, you can't play Control at all, right? Or is it just a draw? Yeah. No, it becomes, like, yeah. a double game yeah. loss. Watch it's a double game loss. Double game yeah. loss. I can't <laughs> play Control. A regular got just got banned. Uh, yeah. All that stuff, man. Like, we turbo decking for sure. Welders gotta, everywhere. A hundred percent. Like I, you don't have a choice. I don't think. But it, no, yeah, you. Yeah. It'd be pretty interesting to bring control. Also. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, it's cool. I like. I, it gives a lot of like content creators, like myself, to be able to look at something like and be like, talk about it. Because right now, like on my on my podcast, I'm talking about Animal Crossing and what Gatorade is the <laughs> <Yeah>. best flavor. <laughs> Like, guys, I don't know what we're going to talk about this week, but I think our last episode we talked, I don't even know. We're just making stuff up at this point. But, yeah. like, it's fun. I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, having a, a pandemic, especially living through one, it's like everything shutting down and, like, not having Pokemon. I mean, and then... The one thing I don't like is, like, when people on Facebook are just like, I can't believe you care about what's happening in the Pokemon world. I'm like, dude, sorry. Yeah. Like, sorry, my bad. My bad. This is something I've done for, like, three years. And, like, sorry Mm -hmm. if I make a comment about how I'm kind of sad that I don't get to go to NAIC this year. Uh, Exactly. There's a bigger picture. I know the bigger picture's there, but, like, I'm in my own (laughs) bubble. agree that, like, it's... You know it's the right decision, but right. it's still bad to have it officially, you know, said that there won't be an NAIC this year, there won't be a Worlds this year, and I sympathize uh, with everyone who has those things. Right. And, yeah, I, I can't blame anyone. Like, going into next season, what, what kind because what, how many points are you at, like, 700 or something? Uh, yeah, 800, 700, somewhere something in that range. Like, I, I think... I, wait, I think I think I might I might have broken a thousand. I'm okay. not positive. <laughs> so you're at like a thousand, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, what's 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 your head at now? Like, what what's the motivation? If you're yeah. already if you already have your invite, like, mm-hmm. 
what, what's it? You're are you in the top sixteen race, right? Are you, is, right, that, yeah. is that just yeah. it Nine? at that point? I don't yeah, know. so um, I think it's going to be interesting. I a lot of people don't do like this. A lot of people um, uh, play four sixteen, play four their invite, but I actually play Pokemon because I really enjoy there playing the know. game. So I, I love playing. I love testing and preparing for an event and feeling confident going in, feeling like I have a good deck, doing well. Everyone loves doing well, but like doing well is like validation. I really, um, I try to work as hard as I can to do well. So I think that next year, if I'm able to, uh, regardless of how the system works, I mean, obviously, if they do something like give the top 16 an auto day two, and it just makes absolutely no financial sense um, to go traveling, then there's a chance that I don't travel. But I think that there's a pretty high percentage that next year I still play as much as I can, um, try to play as because I just, you know, I love playing the game. It's the way that I, exactly. It's the way that I connect with my best friends, and uh, I just really enjoy playing. Yeah, I like that mindset. I like it. I mean, again, I think I've, I've uttered this. Like, you know you're getting your invite. It's cool. Um, top 16 is cool, but the way you're yeah. like, that's, it doesn't matter. Like, that stuff doesn't matter. At the end of the day, I want to win. Like, the whole exactly. journey is like, all right, new tournament. Now it's time to hook up with the lab. Let's figure out how we're going to win this tournament and, like, that's mm-hmm. that's the fun part. Like, I don't even like. You could have no points. Like, yeah. Let's let's figure this out. It's about let's get those. Re- let me win this tournament. <laughs> facts, facts. Let me start my resume of victories. You know, I got five in seniors. Time to start racking these up, boys. And like, mm-hmm. before we before we wrap the whole thing up, like, what sure. what is your what is your end goal here? Like, do you see, obviously you, you stated like you love this game, you know? Yeah. Um, are you playing until you're just not in love with this game anymore? Or, I mean, you're so young. It's such a hard question. <laughs> it, it is. Like, yeah. It's... You win worlds. Are you like, I'm still playing forever. <laughs> like, the, like I've talked to Kenny Britton. He's like, dude, I win worlds. I'm throwing all my cards away. I'm the champ. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like, as someone your age, it's like, if you did win worlds, it's like, in my opinion, it's like, how many worlds can I win? <laughs> yeah, I think that, I think I kind of have that mindset. You know, I don't have any plans to to stop playing anytime soon. I would love to keep playing, no matter how much success I see. I think that I would still continue playing for the the foreseeable future. That's Just so you know, to to try to do as well as I can, try to make um, an impression on the game before I leave. You know, that's always. Right. One of the big goals is you want people to remember you uh, when you leave the game. Remember you as one of the good players. So I think that that would be that would be a great thing for me. I'll just keep playing. For now, I, I see no end in sight. I'm sure I'll stop at some point. Everybody stops at some point. Has life. Has college. So, uh, but I don't know what that'll be for me now. That's dope. Right now. That's dope. Um, I think like you being so young, you you go. I mean, obviously, it's hard to look at your future. Like, I'm sure you have college plans. Uh, maybe. I don't know. College isn't for everyone. But, like, I'm sure you have you have some type of idea of what you want to do with your life. And, and like, you can it, – it's nice to, to be able to look at people that, like, play this game and still have a life, you know? There's people like Sam Chen yeah. who, like, he's a very successful business person, but – he travels to all these events. He has this like it's doable. Like these yeah, things are doable, and like there's like people that make decisions that like I'm gonna do this for a living, so I can do this, you know. And like I personally mm-hmm. have done stuff like that where I'm like, 
I'm changing my job because I want to travel more, which like, yeah. like the stuff's doable <laughs> and you're, t- it's so weird talking cause you're so young, but like, it's, so <laughs> I mean, you're at school right now, your family is obviously super supportive. You're traveling. Um, oh, yeah. I'd, I'd love to see like this journey cause like you're in a, you're in an era of like, I would like to say this is like the peak of like, these are the best players. Like, sure. Once you once you threw money into this situation, people start taking this more serious. We, now, now yeah. we we see these groups of players forming, and like I, I feel like we're about to peak into like, okay, we're seeing the best players there are, and you're being very successful mm-hmm. at it. And there there's no there's no de- de- denying it. Like your future's bright as long as you you keep this up sure. and you you keep you keep a. Uh, this group of players, and I think relationships are, are real a, a big key of, of this. And I mean, you've touched on it. You made great friends, and um, it, it, it's sick, dude. I, I, um, I want people to watch this. I want them to hear your story. So when when we do finally get to play Pokemon again, they, they, they watch a stream and they're like, "Dude, that's Isaiah Brandner. That fool's like a prodigy. He literally started from nothing." <laughs> Now he's killing it. He's got this going, and it's like it's it's dope. And the and they'll watch this journey of this player that really you your your potential there there it's unlimited. Like you're doing yeah. so well that you're doing stuff that people that play for ten years never do. So it's like what what could happen? And what like. Uh, I'm excited. Like just thinking about it, I'm excited. Like I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a big sports fan. Like when I see a young player that that's really good, you're like, oh, that could be the greatest player of all time. And it's like I want to watch this journey. And then we look ten years from now. You're 25, which is still young in this game, to be honest. Ten years from yeah. now, like what could happen? What? Like it's so <laughs> dope to even think about this stuff, dude. Um, it is for sure. But I really hope. I really like. My dream is like it. It we touched on it. It's so you could you could you could get through a whole tournament and like not hit like the best players. You know, you could you could skate by. I really hope some way Pokemon uh, in this ten years comes up with like something, some league or something where because I really think the only way this game grows is if you do see. The Isaiah Bradners versus the Justin Bacardi's every tournament, you know? Yeah. Like, it's not, it's cool, it's cool to watch a tournament, but it's not cool to watch Isaiah Bradner beat up Zach Everest. Like, <laughs> no way, he beat him? Dude, I would have never guessed, you know? That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> but, like, to, I, eventually, I don't know, actually, it's probably not going to happen, but, like, I think that's what really builds resumes is when you start like let big tournaments like NAIC let's get a good top eight let's see Isaiah Bradner versus Tord like when you start taking out people boom it's like mm-hmm. I think I think you get to that point where it's like I don't even I just want to play these good players I want to beat them put them on my resume boys yeah, yeah. crush yeah. that kid crushed him crushed him like mm-hmm. let's do this um you're young you're talented. Um, you got a bright future for you. Where where can people follow you? Uh, so I am on Twitter uh, at Isaiah Bradner. 
So follow me on Twitter, that's, and I think done. that's all that I that's all I have. I'm on Facebook, but other than that, just Twitter, just Twitter. Then I I do coaching. Obviously, okay. I don't expect anyone to want coaching during this pandemic, where there's some not really do. a big reason to do one. But yeah, some people do want some coaching now. Do. But um, uh, whenever this is over, uh, if you want coaching, I I'm pretty cheap uh, in comparative to other coaches. So if you ever want that, just send me a message. Yeah, DM them on uh, Twitter. you have any sponsors, shout-outs you want to do? Uh, Shout-out to my sponsor, Matt Bradner, for allowing me to go to all these events. Past that, just shout-out to my, my Pokemon boys, my, my fam, you know, Justin, Will, Keon, Kenny, Kulos, uh, Michael Bergerak, Michael Katron, John Ang, everyone who has really helped me along my journey. There's way too many people to name. I've named a bunch of people on this podcast already. So right. shout out to, to everyone that, uh, that I've talked with. And then, uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Shout out to my family for being supporter, supportive and letting me do all this. Dope, dope, dude. Well, that's all I got for you. That's all we got for this week. Um, if you're not subscribed after this story, um, come on, guys. It doesn't get much better than this. <laughs> Definitely hit the subscribe button. Um, there's like 80, 90% of you guys that watch this are not subscribed. It's super simple. Hit the button. Um, mm-hmm. I'll, we'll be back on Wednesday with the boys. I think this week we're, we're for sure, uh, rating the best Gatorade, which is the white, <laughs> it is the white one. So like, oh, my, my blue, I, I, I like the light blue. Okay. Like, that's fine. That's, that's up there. Someone, okay, okay, that's someone, someone told me pink, and I'm like, I don't even think that's real. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's made up. So like, I don't know. But we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna come down to the solid list of top ten um, Wednesday. So tune in for that. Um, we'll probably talk about Animal Crossing again because that's what there is. Um, I guess there's limitless to talk about. We'll talk about that. But uh, yeah, stay, stay, stay tuned for that. Um, but for now. We're going to scoop it up.